And when people would come up to me, tears in their eyes, shaking, and say, you know, I had this plan to take my life. I was going to end it. And then for some reason, I found you guys. And that all changed for me. And then maybe they joined the advocates. Maybe they went on a give trip with us. It changed them. They found the people that they felt like they were missing. And that's something that like, I'm just so proud of, that it's not just happened once, that it's happened so many times now, I actually can't keep track. Hey there, and welcome back to Practical Empowerment, inspiring conversations with Valley leaders brought to you by After5.io. I'm your host, Presley Hirsch. On today's show, we're chatting with Bree Pear, the founder of Only Human. As a purpose-driven company with a massive following and advocate program, Only Human is good people doing good things for good causes. Through in-person events, fostering an online community, personal storytelling of really hard-to-talk-about subjects, and apparel with messages that create conversations, Only Human is reinventing the way that we create connection. And as Bree says, it's not just about finding each other online, it's about finding each other in the real world. In a world of technology and social media and this being so connected to one another um, on a global scale that it's important that we still find and seek those people that we really connect with in person. I think it's what we need to foster more of right now. We see mental health becoming a bigger and bigger struggle. And I think it's because we're staying locked in these spaces, in these devices where we feel like we have to live up to other people's lives. It's a big you know, comparison to that pretty picture over there, that like wonderful feed. It's like, why then you think, why is my life, you know, like this? Why am I sad? But really, you know, if you go back to it, like we're tribal human beings, like we were meant to be together. And this is the first time in any human history that we've started to disband that. And I think it's really important in our mission that we just figure out ways to bring people together in real life. When you started Only Human, did you know that you wanted it to have a big in-person component or did it start more in kind of that online community space? Because it was rooted so deeply in like my personal journey and personal story, it was my own need. And that's always the thing that I say is, you know, when I started Only Human, it was actually out of this like selfish portion of like, I needed that change in my life. These are the things I needed to hear. This is what I needed to do. And then I realized that there was, you know, that humanness is in everyone. Mm -hmm. So every time I told a story or was vulnerable, there would be six different people that were like, hey, me too. Hey, I did this. Or, you know, I really relate to that. And if we can do more of that. You can sort through problems without feeling the need for medication or alcohol or um, excess eating and and being, you know, stuck in this one confined space. I think the power of solution is in people, humans. Totally. That's so good because you do a lot of traveling, right? You and Only Humans seem to be popping up all over, you know, from following you on Instagram. It seems like you guys are always in different cities. And do you, what kind of experience are you trying to cultivate at these festivals or at these pop-ups that you're doing? Is it really like you're trying to form connections at a big public event or what is it that you're trying to bring to these in-person events? Fun because my business partner and I have been in a lot of like businessy meetings lately. So they're like KPIs and metrics and and engagement and all these numbers. And we're like, no, like what we judge is hugs given, hands shaken, like conversations had. It's the real things that matter to us. We 
you know, our vendors at a lot of events. We're traveling almost every weekend, whether it's local events or in U.S. states, Canada next year. How exciting. Uh, But it's also these give back trips we've been doing. It's the chance to come on a trip where it's not just about you. It's about this connection in this group of like-minded humans who want to do better in communities, but also who might want to be working on themselves and doing that soul work. So it's kind of like a service trip without church. It's just good humans doing good things for good causes. That's awesome. And speaking of causes, so I know that every month you have a shirt that Mm -hmm. features a different cause, and a lot of them are pretty big Like, it's not surface-level stuff. It's like you're tackling suicide awareness and bullying and school and some of these bigger topics. Is part of the purpose of making a shirt around that to draw attention to the topic and create conversations? Absolutely. Um, I've been talking a lot lately about how every morning you make a decision when you put on what you're wearing, whether it be for fashion or trend or something that you like, you're still making a decision as to what you're saying to the world that day. And in creating these cause campaign shirts and these T-shirts and hoodies and things that, you know, people ask, like, are you a fashion brand? Are you a clothing company? And we just call ourselves conversation starters. And Mm -hmm. you're right. These causes are big, and they also impact a huge portion of humanity. So when it is a shirt that's like our Stay Suicide Awareness campaign, I wear that shirt, and I might be at a coffee shop, and someone is like, hey – like, I really like that shirt. Like, where'd you get it? And they don't know who I am right. to that shirt. They didn't know that I created it. They just mm-hmm. know, like, they really felt a connection to it. Yeah. And when that happens, that's one, an instant human connection I just made. I'm now talking to a complete stranger in yeah. a coffee shop because of my T-shirt. Um, but then I get the chance to tell them a little bit more about what we do, to share resources, to share community, and then to direct them to a space where they can storytell about their own life, about why did that shirt hit you so hard? Yeah. Like, what was it that got you? And will you tell that story so that other people can feel heard, too? Yeah. And who – I know that you change campaigns each month, right? Mm-hmm. Who picks – what campaign that there's so many charities to partner with, which yeah. is cool because you have a different shirt every month. So it gives you 12 opportunities a year. But who picks what uh, part, like organization you partner with? There's a couple months that are pretty set for us just because of core values. Um, June being Pride Month is always human rights centered or LGBTQ centered. Um, September being the Suicide Awareness Month. We're huge on our state campaign. It's actually the one cause campaign that lasts 365, 12 months a year. Oh. We run that fully for the full year. The other campaigns run for 30 days. But um, in building this, we built an incredible community, um, which we call Advocates. You apply to join. You get put into this private group where they vote on designs. They kind of get to see the behind the scenes of who we're talking to. Do you have a nonprofit you like? Do you have a connection at a nonprofit? Because we're really big on not just throwing money at a nonprofit, but like working with them. Mm -hmm. How can we do a volunteer event? Can we, you know, support you in a different way that's not just monetary? Like we have this huge marketing platform. How can we best tell your story? Um, And out of that, just incredible um, relationships have been formed between an advocate who is someone who just joined us because they loved the community, has recommended someone to us, and now we're working with them and donating That's thousands cool. and bringing you know all these eyes to their cause and their campaign. It's a pretty cool cycle. Yeah, it's really neat because it brings, you know, by you selling shirts that are conversation starters, you have the ability to have this platform, you know, because obviously you need money to keep a business alive. But then with that, you can give 
notoriety to other causes. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really cool cycle that seems to be serving a lot of people along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And some months we get to do even cooler projects, specifically for me because I'm a nerd and I'm like, <laughs> can I fix your website? Yeah. Um, but we'll go in and like Trans Lifeline we supported back in May and they had like this 20-page Google slide presentation that was like no pictures, no brand essence in it. Like it just kind of fell flat. But this was their big thing. They'd go in to get donations mm. to partner and make those big impacts. So we completely redesigned it for them. I think it was 25 pages at the end, gave them optional pages based on who wow. they're speaking to. And then I learned so much out of doing that, out yeah. of rebuilding this thing for them. But then we got to provide a donation and a resource and this thing that now might cause hundreds of thousands in donations rather than just the impact we can make in that month. Yeah. Well, and you spoke a little bit to only human being born out of your need for human connection, but you also have a vast background in graphic design and you're awesome at branding. And I know that only human has a very distinct look and feel, and that's not by accident. (laughs) So it's pretty neat that this also gives you an avenue to explore that passion and talent that you have. Yeah. And I think that's how we can use technology for the positive. Yeah. You know, I started this platform and gained a following and then got slapped with a label like influencer. And I was like, what does that even mean? (laughs) And um, I was like, you know, okay, if I have this space, then I'm going to, one, create beauty from it, being in the design and the colors in the photos Mm -hmm. and all that stuff that makes me happy. Again, there's that selfish piece of it. It's just what made me happy. But I also want to make other people feel heard and happy and like they can always find a bit of positivity or truth in our content. Yeah, that's really cool. Something that I think about when I think about starting a purpose-driven business is that it would be a lot on your heart. When you're going to these you know, every weekend you're going to th- these things where you're having these conversations and you're basically starting conversations about hard things all the time. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that would be really tough to be able to receive that and then go home and, and work on your business and be the best partner and, and all of those roles that you play. How do you manage being empathetic while not taking on everybody else's stuff? Oh, that was so much boundary work. Yeah. Like for two years, too, I kind of got beaten down. Like I kept getting sick, like out of nowhere. Mm. I would just be like laid out for days. And I had to kind of reflect on that of like, you know, where am I putting my energy and where am I allowing my energy to be taken, I guess. Um, so putting boundaries in place with people, just understanding that no isn't like a no to you. It's a yes to me. And sometimes you got to say that to people. And even though their ego might not understand it, it's what you need. Uh, So I learned to say no more. Um, And then some kind of physical activity. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just started CrossFit. I'm literally sore from like my hair to my toes. (laughs) Um, But having that kind of work out and then some kind of work in, whether it's meditation, yoga. Um, I play basketball and I call that like my church. I feel like I, I zone out, focus on breathing. Um, But yeah, the mindfulness, the being aware. Yeah, having that level of Mm self-awareness. A lot of, from the outside, looking at Only Human, it looks very well planned out. Like you have these advocates that are walking advocates, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. word, of your brand and that are helping you decide things. You're going to all these events. You have this awesome online community. By wearing the shirts, you get people that want to pour into the blog and the stories. Mm -hmm. How much of that was orchestrated from the beginning of this is the way that this business is going to run and how much of it has been figured out along the way? (laughs) Uh, It has all been figured out along (laughs) the way. Like I 
often in meetings with people. I'm like, no, you know that scene in Indiana Jones where he's like running away from the boulder? (laughs) I'm Indiana Jones (laughs) and everything else is the boulder. And I feel like half the time, Chrissy and I will look at each other and be like, we can make that happen in two weeks. We could do that. Let's do it. And we'll completely like overhaul a system or integrate something or redo a program and relaunch it. But I think that's the action driven portion of who we are. Mm -hmm. You know, I quit my job, sold all my things and got in my car and traveled for eight months when I started this. I'm a risk taker. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So in taking those risks, it's about, you know, making waves, like go out there and do it. It's the put your head down and work and make it happen and letting go of what other people thought and just Mm -hmm. saying, you know, I feel right about this. This is coming from a good place and it's for a good thing. And Mm -hmm. those are kind of my filters. Does it check all of those? And then that's something that I definitely want to do, no matter if it's going to keep me up till 3 a.m. or not. (laughs) And Chrissy is your business partner Mm -hmm. that you started Only Human with, right? Yep. And how did you know... I feel like business partnership can be a tough thing. Like if you go in with a really good friend, does it make things difficult? If you go in with somebody you don't know well enough, is that difficult? How did you know that bringing going into this with her was the right choice? Great question because I hear so much about partners. Yeah. Too. I feel super blessed. Um, Chrissy and I met as friends first. That was almost seven years ago. Wow. And from that, cultivated a beautiful friendship. We were super close. It was one of those like – do you feel this? (laughs) I feel it. We're connected. Yeah. And um, from there, we were super close. And then we actually worked together at a marketing agency. A spot opened up at an agency she worked at. She knew I was looking to get into that. And so I joined the team. So then for a couple years, I worked with her, alongside her. I knew that in the midst of wanting to strangle her as a friend, (laughs) I could still show up and work and be present and be there. And I think that just was so telling in our relationship. And also she is like the logic to my crazy. Mm. And I'll be like, Chrissy, let's do this. (laughs) She's like, but have you thought of this? Right. And I think that's important in partnership is to find that balance. You're, you know, polar opposite, but someone who can keep you grounded. Yeah. And how do you manage... I don't take you as very type A, but how do you manage control while still giving advocates and people that you obviously need to help delegate things to autonomy in your business? Because in theory, this is something that you and Chrissy have built from the ground up. Mm -hmm. But then how do you like put your ego aside and let other people come in to help you pick the causes and pick the designs and, and take over some of those decisions that you could keep really close to you? I guess it's a tougher one to answer because it always just felt so natural from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, The advocates, they walk the walk. Like they're the ones who came to us because we put these values in place and they swarmed. Mm -hmm. And it's like if you bring that many good humans together, the ideas that come out of it are beautiful. And some, you know, are in a suggestion box and we might have to hold those for a couple years because we're not at scale of doing something like that. But other ones, we definitely are like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. Like, let's let's, you know, research this and try it out. And yeah, just learning to put your ego aside and then it's not all about you and that you have to have others like that. You're better together. Like it's literally the only way forward. Yeah. What are you most proud of in your journey of building Only Human? So to date, um, I think the last time we totaled it up, which is above this now, we've gone to over 125 different events. Wow. And that's in not, not a even, ton of time. No, like <laughs> just over two years. Yeah. So crazy amount of events. That's a lot of humans I've met, a lot of hugs I've given. And 
after the the first time it happened, I was like, oh, that's just like something I'm never going to forget. And then it kept happening. And I was like, whoa, something's going on. Um, But the amount of people that would just come up to me, because I started something that was my personal story, things I needed to hear. It was my journey, my struggle, how I came out of it. And when people would come up to me, tears in their eyes, shaking, and say, you know, I had this plan to take my life. I was going to end it. And then for some reason, I found you guys. And that all changed for me. And then maybe they joined the advocates. Maybe they went on a give trip with us. It changed them. They found the people that they felt like they were missing. And that's something that, like, I'm just so proud of, that it's not just happened once, that it's happened so many times now, I actually can't keep track. The messages, the, you changed this, you know, I met my future wife on this platform, I am, I found my best friends and flew across the U.S. to meet them, and that's all we ever wanted. It's yeah. just more connection, right? But now we're actually saving lives through a t-shirt. Like, is it just clothing? <laughs> it's not just clothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. That's just so incredible. And that must just give you so much fuel when you're working at 3 a.m. and exhausted and on your 50th plane trip in a row. You know, that oh, yeah. just must be the, I would imagine, the motivation to keep working. Yeah, I on keep, this. Um, I use the app Evernote for like a journal yeah. and I keep a note in there and I screenshot like the messages we get or a text I might receive and just keep it as like my gratitude. Of like, hey, when you're having that rough day, mm-hmm. you got to look because it's not just you. It's like all these people you're doing it for. Yeah. On a very practical note, what are the kinds of things – I know you mentioned mindfulness and basketball. What are the kind of things that you do to make sure you're staying productive and honoring your health and your relationships in running something that takes so much of your time? Because a lot of our listeners are freelancers and independent contractors and business owners. And in a world where your to-do list never ends, it can feel really exhausting. Oh, yeah. Um, So we have two girls. I have a nine and a seven-year-old. And it's like relearning things in life Mm -hmm. through them. Because I'm like, I have to teach them how to keep track of stuff and how to task manage. And so I got to lead by example, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So task management is huge. Um, I literally assign myself what I now call homework, just like they do. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Bree Bree's doing her homework. Like, I got to do my homework. Um, But homework with dates. And I keep this all in a task management system called Basecamp. And it's like my best friend and sometimes my worst enemy (laughs) because of all of the notifications that come in. But I hold myself accountable through that because I also still do freelance marketing work. So I'll have other projects going. I'll have only human in there. But it's a way to assign myself things, to see all of my tasks in one spot, to assign dates. And then my calendar is always like I schedule my self-care time. I schedule my gym time, schedule my kid time. Like those are times where it's like Chrissy might be like, hey, there's this. No, (laughs) no, not negotiable. (laughs) Yeah. 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 How do you decide what to work on next? Because you mentioned, and I know having known you, you have tons of ideas. And mm-hmm. I'm sure with the Advocate program, you're always getting more ideas. So how do you decide what does go on the back burner and what to work on right now? I squirrel a lot. <laughs> I do. I will be so dead set on something and then something shiny catches my eye. And so I Chrissy. Um, she's the logic yeah. to my wild. And I'll be like, I want to build an app in two days. <laughs> and she'll be like, no. Right. No. 
Um, but honestly, it's one priority. Like, mm-hmm. what do I have to get done right now? Because yeah. Indiana Jones, like, I can't let the boulder hit me. <laughs> and then, two, just having a filter of people where it's like, this might be a, a really great idea I had, you know, at 4 a.m. Uh, after six cups of coffee. But in the real world, it might not translate. So. Right. How else are the advocates important in your business? So I know they help, they have the, the online group and they help pick the shirts. What else do advocates do to support the brand? So we do monthly rally days where they use their platforms, no matter if you have one follower or one million, um, they use that platform to share our cause campaign. Um, so cool. it's about sharing the message on the campaign, not just, they don't have to buy a shirt. Like it's not a requirement as an advocate to do that. Um, but it is a requirement that you use your platform, your voice, your technology to impact lives in a positive way. So we want to see those role models coming out. Yeah. Can you expand on, it seems like you have a really healthy and positive relationship with social media. And I feel like we're kind of in an age where everybody's like, put your phone down, get away from it, disconnect, like move away from social media. So what are your like, can you just, what are your thoughts? Can you expand on that a little bit? Because it seems like you have a really awesome perspective about social media. And I didn't always. Um, there was a pivotal moment, uh, June of last year, where I just kind of realized, like, social media had become a place that was just taking my energy. Mm-hmm. It was like a thing that I hadn't set boundaries around that was sucking me dry. And it would make me feel awful. Um, so I realized that, you know, I focused a lot on what I ate. And then I focused a lot on the people that were around me. And all of these things that we consume, be it relationships or food, social media is also one of those. The things that you see on the internet, that you read, that you pick up your phone and look at are things you're consuming. So just like food, those can become toxic. They can make you feel really, really bad. Um, So I make sure that the accounts that I follow are also positive things, not always things that are going to make me feel bad. Like if you keep looking at that one person's profile and you're like, oh, I hate my life, (laughs) unfollow that person, like, please do it right now. And I just had this moment where I was like, you know what, I have too many accounts like that, that I just felt really bad every time I was looking at this content. And I think I unfollowed like a 1000 people Mm -hmm. in this detox moment. And since I'm really like, is this positive content? Does this add to my life? And does it make me feel good? And making sure that I build that because after a while, that feed you know, you don't unfollow people right. a lot. You just kind of keep scrolling. Oh, I don't like that. I'm going to keep scrolling. But then it'll keep coming up. Yeah. And it'll keep making you feel bad. Um, so just checks and balances. Yeah. What are you working on right now that you're really excited about? Um, currently, I am 30 days into being sober. I feel like that's worth every day. Um, it's a good awareness, though. Um, so... I went into the end of this year, like, needing to be super clear. Think 2020, you know, clear vision. Love it. (laughs) Um, We are doing an only human team retreat. So we're taking our core team and lead advocates up to Pine, Arizona, to a cabin. I'm bringing whiteboards. We're going to really get clear on what our goals are in 2020. So that's the next big thing is what's next year. Yeah, that's super exciting. It's so fascinating to me and so admirable that you have these people that gravitate towards your brand. And I've seen it on your social media where these people just seem like they just want to be involved in mm-hmm. what you're doing. What do you think that is? Where does that where does that come from? When you bring so many people who think the same things, who come from that maybe service heart or that heart of just wanting to give more than they get, um, 
I think there's something beautiful that's formed out of that that other people can feel. Energy is palpable. Mm -hmm. And when you constantly see, like, we'll get messages like, hey, I just saw this really happy group of humans at this place. Like, was that you? (laughs) And like, how do I get some? Yeah. And they just kind of feel it and then want to know more and want to be a part of it and might come like we do cause events. Um, In October, we did at Tempe Marketplace an anti-bullying event called You Can Sit With Us. We had a corporate sponsor donate all the food and you could literally just come and have a free meal with us and talk about bullying. And that's an opportunity for you to come and like meet the only human team, like meet the the people behind it, but also meet other advocates and other people who were attracted to this for those same reasons. And I think you might have some things in common and we do conversation starters a lot too where we like force people at a table and we're like this is what you're gonna talk about right you you got this you can do it yeah Yeah. that's really cool I in talking before this interview we talked a little bit about partnerships and how you probably have to engage with a lot of nonprofits Mm -hmm. to weed through who you're gonna work with and if you want to do things like that then you have to speak with a lot of corporate partners I would imagine that's such a cool concept to bring other businesses in to get in on this mission. Have you found it difficult to get buy-in or as you've gained traction, does it seem easier to get other businesses interested in this like kind of purpose-driven concept? In the beginning, um, it was interesting. So in the beginning, I would get on calls all the time. It was like that true entrepreneur story of like, anyone who's going to listen, I'm going (laughs) to tell you. And I was so in like that automatic space where Chrissy and I were having like multiple calls a day. So I remember getting on this one call and it's like the end of eight days straight of working and having these calls and we get on the call and before I know it, I just went down this like rabbit hole of explaining who I am and who only human is and like my my elevator pitch that was like 15 minutes long. And then Chrissy was like, sent me a text and was like, hey, dude, we've already talked to them. (laughs) They've heard all of this. They just want to know more. And the woman was so gracious and nice that she was like, I was just going to let you go. (laughs) An act act surprise. I'm so sorry. That's so funny. Now it is like they understand more, but I think it's because we've gotten better at explaining who we are more. And we have these incredible case studies of like, hey, look at this one campaign we ran. Look at how great it did. Look at the impact that was created. Here's all the stories that came out of it. And these stories are awesome ways for them to create this organic content from people for their space as well, for that same thing that you're talking about, for whatever cause, you know, brought them to us. Right. That's really cool. Before I get into my last question, where can people find out more about Only Human, follow you, connect with you, and um, learn more about the Advocate Program and all of that good stuff? For sure. Everything is on our website, onlyhumanco.com, or on Instagram at onlyhuman. And on Facebook, we're onlyhumanco. Love it. And what if someone's listening to this and wants to take a step towards, like, just a, I want to say achieving, but really just like that first inkling of progress towards the kinds of things that you've created or feeling like they have more empowerment or autonomy in their life, what would be your suggestion to them? One, um, find out what makes you the happiest in this world um, and do more of that. And then two, I would make a list of like 10 people who you look at and you're like, I really love what they're doing and I would love to model something I'm doing after them and then come up with a couple questions and ask them because you never know what you're going to get back. That's super cool. Thank you so much for your time. This was great. Well, thank you. Hey there, just a couple quick things before you go. 
first, thank you so much for listening to this entire episode, and we really hope that you enjoyed it. If you are listening in iTunes, please take just a moment and leave a review. Let us know what your takeaways were and what you would like to see more of. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And until next time, thank you for listening, and may you feel empowered today and every day to step into leadership and the life that you have been dreaming of. This has been Practical Empowerment, inspiring conversations with Valley leaders, brought to you by After5.io.